I'm Dominic Godfrey. Welcome to Champions of the Pacific, where we're all about the Pasifika athlete. Nissan Bolinvanaka, I'm Vinny Wiley. Today, a former Samoa rugby international comes off the bench to push for judicial change for young Pacifica. A veteran Tongan rugby player still lacing his boots before a major birthday milestone, and we go inside a local gym creating change in the Pasifika community. As the son of Samoan immigrants to New Zealand, Mike Meeker grew up idolising All Blacks great Sir Brian Williams. It was BG Williams who called him up in 1994 and said Maru Samoa's selectors had their eye on the then Otago front rower. Mika went on to play in two Rugby World Cups in the blue jersey and says Sir Brian even inspired him to join the legal profession. He's been a hero of mine growing up and like for many kids too, you know, growing up in the 70s, you know, when we're playing in the, in the, you know, when we're playing in the backyard, everyone wanted to be Brian Williams, you know, and then... Yeah, he was the reason I got into the law. It was um, you, you could see, you know, that um, we all want to be rugby players, and then you you see, you know, we used to watch and they'll say, you know, you know, the player age, uh, profession, and then you know you'd see, you know, for the All Blacks then it was a farmer or stock agent, and then there was this, this uh, more icon legend who's a lawyer. And I thought, wow. Then I thought, what's what's a lawyer? And then, you know, asked around and basically it was because of Sir Brian that piqued my interest in, in the law and that's why I went, got into the law. He was a role model for me and for any number of kids that grew up in the 70s um, that he was going to be our, our role model and um, <laughs> it's his fault that I've got into the, you know, not, not so much the rugby but um, the law. Mike Meeker was recently appointed as Aotearoa's first Pasifika resident district court judge outside of Auckland returning to preside in Kairangi, the Hutt Valley region where he was born. The 52-year-old played 15 tests for Manu Samoa between 95 and 1999 and also played professionally for the Highlanders and Coventry in the UK. But he always knew he'd return to the law. In the end, this was always going to be my career. Rugby was, was, was you know, my sporting career, but this here was always going to be my career. Um, my wife Jane tells a story because in 1994 I was over in South Africa with, um, with Otago and I broke and dislocated my ankle. Uh, and so I came back in crutches and um, I think the papers, the ODT, rang and spoke to her and said, oh, you know, you know something like a serious injury, you know, Mike's, Mike's career's over. To which Jane replied, well, that's not his career. <laughs> And so I was in the fortunate position then that I'd finished my studies. And I know it's, for these guys that are uh, uh, in the game now, it is hard. The, the demands on their time for, for rugby are incredible. But um, don't get me wrong, professional rugby is fantastic. It's, it, it is a, yeah, it's hard work, but it's a great lifestyle. It's, yeah, you pay well and you get opportunities, but it is a short career when you look at your life. Dutch Mika says it's flattering to be considered a role model for the Pacifica community and says his background, coming from a migrant, working-class family, means that he understands the challenges that are faced by many who come before him in the court. Particularly our people people have in the system. And so my approach I yeah, coming into to this role, and, and it relates back to my sporting background, is to give everyone a fair crack. People like to see people like them in places like this. And so it's just creating that environment, you know. The, the results will still be the results. It's always going to be based on the evidence and the facts. But um, yeah, to try and create an environment where people feel that they're having a fair crack, they, yeah, they're being listened to, that's, I suppose, a starting point for me in terms of how I see this role, assist the people that are coming before the district court, specifically here in Kaidani. Mika says one of the big drivers in his role as a district court judge is to give better opportunities to young people.
I used to do talks with them when I was a, as a rugby player going to especially schools and stuff. And it's about education is is important as is you know going to tertiary tertiary studies, but so too is um you know as long as the, these kids and our kids are doing something, whether it be varsity or a trade or political or whatever, as long as you're doing something, you know you have a career because the rugby career you can have a rugby career, but that's only as long as an injury or a new coach. It's, it's, it's very short, and so, and then you need to look at, you know, and that's what I say to kids, and it's to rugby players, but also to, relevant to our, our youth as well, is that you need something else to, to fall on. You don't need to be a lawyer, you don't need to be an accountant, you don't need to be a doctor. If I was any good, I'd probably be a, a chippy look at the, the building boom, you know? <laughs> now, Dominic, uh, Mike Meeker also assured me, asked him where his allegiances uh, lay, because, you know, he's obviously born in Lower Hutt. He's now back there in Kairangi. Uh, spent many years down south in Dunedin uh, and in Vicargo and, of course, also had a brief time up in Auckland too. But he assures me, once a Highlander, always a Highlander, but did say the Hurricanes were his number two side. I went to his porphyry and, yeah, he he did say yeah, he's going to remain a Highlanders fan. Um, yeah, uh, what can change that? He's back home in Kairangi, the Hart Valley, but, yeah, he's uh, a South Island boy, essentially, when it comes to rugby. Nili Latu is a rugby survivor. 18 years after making his professional debut, the former Tonga captain is still clearing rucks and making tackles at the ripe age of 39 for Hino, Red Dolphins, in the Japanese top league. He's played over 50 tests for the Ikaletahi and Pacific Islanders, including at two Rugby World Cups, and told me that he hasn't yet ruled out playing into a fifth decade. My motivation at first was always my family, putting my family first and... You know, it's um, working for them, uh, not for myself. And I guess moving from Tonga quite young as well and understanding um, being in a, in a household with um, six brothers, one sister, uh, seeing the parents uh, also um, struggling to uh, make ends. So that was my motivation quite early from high school uh, leading into my career. And now I have a family with four kids and, and you know, that's my, my drive at the moment. Never thought I'll, I'll go this long, chasing getting into my 40s. Um, but, you know, one thing I realised uh, through my journey now that I had so many plans along the way, um, I believe it was my faith that got me this far. And, you know, I'm really thankful and blessed that um, God has blessed me for to keep um, uh, kicking on uh, in this career. And, um, you know, I can really say that I'm really enjoying my you know, these last couple of years, just my rugby. You know, it's quite hard being here without the family. Uh, my two older ones are in college, so um, I miss a lot of being there as a father uh, on hand uh, most time. Credit to my wife, you know, for holding the family down uh, while I'm away. And um, I'm on the verge of, oh, I'm not sure at the moment, 50-50, if I'm going to uh, hang the boots up or come back home. Have you been playing professional rugby nearly for, for over half your life, maybe? Yeah, I went... Uh, professional uh, since 2003 uh, it's 2021 now so uh, you know like what I said I've been blessed in so many ways um, you know with my career uh, with my family and um, I still have the hunger to to play on you know I have to uh, put my family first at the moment and, and see what's best for them you know I shared with uh, a lot of my friends um, the struggle that I I went through um, as a child and you know just not having you know, the, the things that um, the normal kids had. And, and uh, my driving factor was, 
always trying to do my best to give them, uh, my kids a head start at school, sports or, or whatever. Um, but that's my motivation, knowing that this is not a, a career that I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You've had a varied career, as you say. You went professional in 2003. Is there any particular memory that, that sticks out from your time in the pros? My first year at Bell Plenty, uh, that's something that I will never forget. <clears throat> it was probably the hardest time in my life, uh, training-wise, you know, going into an environment that I wasn't uh, familiar with. But having coaches um, like Vern Cotter and Joe Smith, Keith Roberts as a, as a trainer, and we just had a, a bunch of guys that our home union didn't want us. But to see the growth and the work that Vern uh, and Joe did to the team and where we went from there, guys went to all, made All Blacks and et cetera, and et cetera. I guess, you know, one of the biggest highlights for myself was, you know, to play for my country. You know, having other dreams along the way when you're playing in New Zealand, you know, it's the black jersey. But, you know, quite early uh, in my career, I had to make a decision of chasing the black jersey or, or going with the money and, and, and helping my family. It's a decision that, you know, I'm very grateful I, I made quite early in, in my career. And, you know, when I look back now, I'm so blessed to, to still be playing. Uh, so you played 54 tests all up, I think it was, 48 for Tonga, uh, six for the Pacific Islanders. Um, did you think you'd play that many tests when you played your last one in 2017? Did you think it would be the last? Did you know that? Um, I didn't know that was my last test for Tonga. And that's something that has stuck with me uh, with my journey uh, up till now was just I wish in a way um, the coaching staff had that the same idea. I played it that my last test was in Tonga and that was after nine years of not having any test matches in, in Tonga. I guess from my point of view that if I wasn't in, in the scene after the 2017 and I guess being home for the first time after nine years and playing at the front of my own people, I would love to announce my retirement from international uh, just at the front of my, my people. But I guess I had other ideas of, of carrying on playing for Tonga and I guess... Uh, I didn't fit into their coaching um, and their setup uh, going forward, so which I respect that. I haven't closed the door on, on my international career yet, um, but I guess you know whatever happens, happens, and you know that's that's life. And he has made himself available, Dominic, for the Tongan uh, rugby team. He, he gave the coach a call, Totoi Kefu, <laughs> and and said that uh, just FYI, you know, there's a couple of matches in July. Uh, if you need me, I'm there. But he's also keen to play the in the NPC. I understand. Yes, he's very close to a major milestone there after playing for Bay of Plenty. He was actually going to play for Auckland last year after coming home for COVID uh, and his club in Japan. He was allowed to train with the team. Then his club in Japan actually vetoed him making the final squad. So he was a little bit frustrated, should we say, about that. But uh, yes, he's still got uh, a bit of a desire to play locally as well. Now, a lower hut boxing gym is proving a major hit among the local bus fico community, with entire families coming together to work up a sweat at an affordable price. Punchfit New Zealand Boxing Gym was founded in 2016 by three Tokelauan cousins who wanted to help local Pasifika and Māori in Kairangi, the Hutt Valley, be more active in a supportive and welcoming environment. Now, I went along recently to meet some of these Punchfitters at a recent class and I found out it was a lot more than just a boxing gym. really enjoy it here. It's a good community, good trainers, um, really a real good heart for the community. So um, that's what draws me in to uh, keep coming. I can remember the first time I came along and um, being a newbie, um, you know, 
everyone that was there just made me feel welcome. You know, not only everyone knows each other through uh, like sports and all that, but um, you also get the random person you don't even know, and then you know, everyone always tries to make them feel welcome. Always a colour, but it's, it's it's always fun as well. So encouraging environment, um, good people, um, no judgment. Just everyone here, just to have fun and get a sweat on. Anatuia Pereira is one of the founders and directors of PunchFit New Zealand Boxing Gym, which was born out of the first Battle of the Pacific charity boxing event in 2015. It was a 12-week program. We had uh, participants in the red team and the blue team, so we looked after the red team. After our first battle, obviously, the majority of the participants wanted to carry on the training. Um, so um, it's our fifth birthday this year, but be our first birthday here in June. You know we're fortunate that our um, Sokolau community have um, uh, let us turn this space into a community gym. Yeah just being able to uh, have more classes, um, reach out to more people is um, surreal. And at just five dollars per session or forty dollars for kids for an entire term of classes it's proving a real hit with families. My brothers come here um, sometimes and you see mothers, fathers, grandparents all coming with their kids and if you came earlier there was the youth um, boxing class as well and it's awesome to see parents just come and bring their kids in. And there's like even young people in this class that are 12 years old but you wouldn't think they were 12 because of the confidence and the mana they carry. Well I've got seven kids and five of them are in the, um, the kids classes. And, um, yeah, and then me and the wife sometimes do the evening, sometimes do the double. And um, the good thing about here is, um, you know, nothing against all the other gyms, but, you know, not many communities have this kind of um, avenue that they um, could turn to, $5 a session. And, um, you know, anyone can do box fit, but, um, yeah, not only do you um, do training, boxing training, but you're also working on the technique. And um, it's just mainly the... The reason why we'll stay here and um, just enjoy coming, it's, um, it's just a vibe. You know, it's more than just a boxing gym, or, and that's what, how we see it, me and my wife and my, my kids. The first Battle of the Pacific event was to raise awareness around suicide prevention and obesity, and the driving force of PunchFit remains to make its community healthier, fitter and happier. The cool thing with it is um, you can come from uh, any background and any fitness level, and uh, I've seen other people who have come uh, with a goal of like trying to lose weight or or something along those lines, and yeah, and I've seen them achieve them and just being happier in general. Yeah. I think for them it's not a money-making thing. It's just more of um, I think that's the reason why we support the vision they have. It's more. It's not mainly for Pacific Island, but I, but I I do see it. Uh, we target those people because you know of the stats we have of um, diabetes and all that. It's many are. Pacific and Maori people, but it's open to anyone, any race, and that's why it's good. It's you know different cultures, um, backgrounds, you know, come along and enjoy our session and get out of here. Yes, and sorry to disappoint Dominic. Whilst I was attending that class, I didn't actually do the class. Um, <laughs> RNZ Pacific's uh, manager, Moira Tuilepa Taylor, and her husband uh, Richard actually took part in the class. Uh, so credit to them. Whilst myself and the cameraman were just watching, uh, being very lazy on the sidelines. I understand that uh, Richard was possibly a, a little more enthusiastic than Moira, though. 
community backing. That's what it's all about. Now, if you want to hear more from Champions of the Pacific, you can find us online. Head to rnz.co.nz and click on the Pacific tab. Or we broadcast into the region on RNZ Pacific and RNZ National. You can also download us from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. And be sure to tune in next week. Until then, motolukia. Ai, mau nuhua.